Welcome back to the Work Me Hot podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres, where we amplify Latina voices and share their entrepreneurial and professional journeys. I'm your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Mija, a lifestyle brand offering unique Latinx-inspired apparel and accessories for Latinas inspiring generational change. Thank you for joining me in creating a space for Latina leaders. Hello, and welcome back to the Work Me Cap podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Purgis. Jessica is the co-owner of Taco Tlan, a family-owned restaurant located in Chicago that she runs with her father, Everardo Macias. Taco Tlan has been in business since 2018 and is currently in a growth mode. Jessica's background has been in sales, specifically recruitment software sales, but she has found a way to make her sales experience work for her when it comes to selling tacos. I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast today and learn more about her jefa journey. So welcome, (laughs) welcome, Jessica. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you, Sochin? <laughs> good, good. We are chilling here on a, a Monday, trying to get ourselves set back into the mode. So thank you so much for joining Jessica. So excited to chat with her. And before we get to know a Jessica, we like to get to know our Hefas a little bit astrologically. So Jessica was kind enough to share her a birthday with us. We can kind of guess the rest of her placements but I was really curious your astrological placements kind of getting to know you and I'm not surprised Jessica is a Capricorn sun so for our listeners here so your sun sign is just one that we kind of already know it's our birthday so our identity and where you shines and Capricorns are definitely very much Hefas of the Zodiac. Our Capricorns are known for their hard working habits, can also be not only the overachievers of the Zodiac, but it's also represented by the goat. Therefore, the goat of the Zodiac as a very persistent people, always climbing for those goals, practical, and you would be surprised, actually very sensitive. And as a Gemini, I kind of like it because, you know, we can kind of be, I don't want to say a judgy together, but we can talk a little, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I wouldn't be surprised if you have in the rest of your chart, like we have our moon sign, which rules our bodies, our emotions, our rising, um, which is kind of what we can kind of come off as. but I wouldn't be surprised if you have very fiery placements in you, very Aries placements, very Leo, maybe those like very um leadership qualities, but also as you kind of mentioned sales. I feel like a lot of our fire placements are very much um, intertwined with sales, but I can kind of see that very much um, as a earth sign Capricorn. And maybe even we'll see some of how you bring that stability to what can otherwise be seen as a, um, a very chaotic industry, maybe we'll learn a little bit more, which is can be the restaurant industry. So I feel like uh, very this, chaotic. Yes, this sure. placement will definitely help you a lot. But with that, Jessica, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do at Tacotlan Tacos? Yeah, so basically, um, my father, this will help just understand the story of how we got started. Um, My father owns a building at 4312 West Fullerton. He's owned it for, I want to say, over 35 years. Um, He 
purchased that building and decided at one point that he wanted to have a restaurant in that same building. It's where we have Taco Plan now. And when he started that journey, I want to say we started off on a high because it was a new restaurant in the area. And um, I believe at one point we had like a line out the door. It was really, really popular um, when we first started. But I, he didn't really have a lot of experience in the restaurant industry. And so I believe he was still having he still had his full time job and he was still trying to bring in that money and just not being in the restaurant all the time kind of set that um it kind of set the tone to what the restaurant was going to be in the future. So it didn't do well after that. I want to say we were in business a little too long uh, because he shut it down after five years. And I I would say like after year three, he should have just thrown in that towel. But he kept it going for a couple more years and he rented that location out to Ponce, that Puerto Rican restaurant right across the street. He rented it to them for close to 19 years and they were really popular there before they decided to open up across the street. They purchased the building across the street so that area was going to sit empty. So he decided to open it back up. And at that point, we were like, there's me and two other sisters and then my mom at that point. And we were like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You've gone through this already. Not sure why you want to continue doing this. And he's like, well, I don't care what you guys tell me. I'm going to do it no matter what. And so we're like, okay, well, at that point, I was still working um, at a software company. And I had some money like that I can go ahead and give him. But I wanted to be part of something bigger. And I asked him to let me get involved in the business. I was like, listen, I, I'll invest a little bit of money. Let me co go in it with you because I've always loved events. I've loved, you know, I love people. Mm -hmm. You've kind of like, I just love talking to as many people as possible. And I'm like, if there's anything I'm going to do, this is something that maybe I'll, I'll love in the future and let, let me just partner up with you. And so my father and I are the same person. <laughs> so we're very stubborn, very just, you know, in our own ways. And he hesitated for a long time and he basically said no until I believe it got to the point where he really needed more money mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, to keep it going. And he was like, all right, well, I'm going to let you, but, um, no, my sick yes. <laughs> Basically like, I don't want to hear your mouth because yeah. you, again, we're the same person. So I'm just not one to be quiet. Somebody I was going to say, does he know you? <laughs> no, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. So he was like, you know, just, I don't want to hear your mouth. And I was just like, whatever. So we, partnered up together and I was still working at the software company until the pandemic hit. And that's when I got laid off. Mm. And, you know, out of, you know, like most people, we, um, we didn't to figure out what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. So that was, I believe, April of 2020. Well, in 2019, a year prior, we had served Viria for, um, I want to say like Father's Day weekend, we served it and it was, you know, it went well. It was just nothing like out of the ordinary people just came in to ate it but ours was out of beef mm -hmm. and so we did it a weekend we just didn't really do it again the cook who brought it to um the restaurant had at this point she had already left and went to work somewhere else we still have a very good relationship even to this day and so she um in 2020 when i got laid off and i needed to figure out what we were going to do next i called her and i was like listen we serve this Birria back in 2019 I see it now trending in California mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people that are doing it with beef here in Chicago I don't see any people that's doing quesabirrias over here I was like let's bring it back 
come back with us, even if it's just for the weekends, because she was already working another job. So even if it's just for the weekends, come back, let's figure it out together and start serving it. She's like, okay, cool. So remember, she came back for, I want to say like a Thursday so we could figure out the schedule and like the whole recipe and everything we're going to do. And by Friday, we, you know, had pictures going. We we took a bunch of snaps of mm -hmm. what it was going to look like. I'm not kidding. The moment we put it on the menu, it was selling out like crazy, like sold out, sold out, sold out. Every single time I'd have to tell people we were done because they were coming from south, from north, from like mm -hmm. everywhere. Because, again, not a lot of people had it. Those specifically the quesavirrias. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I was like, listen, it's going very well. Just come back over, like quit your job over there. <laughs> I was just like, come back over here and let's do it together. And so for about a year, she was like, you know, um, cooking the, the birria. I was I was learning it along with her. She was teaching me how to make it. So um, and it's been kind of tweaked since then, because, um, well, I love her and I still love her dearly for, you know, sharing that with us. Um, you grow along with it what works what doesn't what can be better what whatever so we've um basically has that recipe has evolved but it's been going so well that i'm just very blessed that you know we were able to work together and get to the restaurant to where it is today because since then we've been on growth mode where mm -hmm. we now are looking to expand the current location that we're at wow thanks to some quesabirria yeah. right some beef quesabirria and so like Bia. so you you kind of tried it before and then mm -hmm. it like it just wasn't quite what it is now. Like, do you think it was mm -hmm. like due to like now it's trending? Because I agree. I definitely saw it like I remember it was like social media because I followed like a bunch of like California influencers. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I need my quesadilla. I was like, mm -hmm. why do I want some quesadilla? <laughs> and that's what it was. It was like we were all sitting at home. We were like. Um, looking at all the videos, we had all the time in the world to look at all the videos that were happening on either TikTok or Instagram or whatever it was. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, we can't find it here. We have a restaurant. We've served it before. Let's tweak it up how they're doing it. And um, and yeah, it's worked for us. Like, I would say that we just put it on the menu and it just was just another ordinary thing. Then people wouldn't be excited. But the mm -hmm. fact is, like, and I'm very proud that we serve quality meat. We serve the flavor there like people are loving it so yeah so we had to just come up with something new and that's what's been working for us ever since mm, i'm thankful for it because those are a delicious <laughs> yeah i love thanks. them oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing that and so like as you said you know you're kind of thankful that your dad's like you know stubborn and decided we're gonna do this again and you kind of mm -hmm. introduced that but um, I know like in some of the interviews you mentioned, like not a lot of restaurants are owned, co-owned, you know, with women and mm -hmm. kind of being in the restaurant industry now, like yourself, in your opinion, like either why would you say that is and or like what are some of the challenges that you see women owners facing within the restaurant industry or even wanting to enter the restaurant industry? So honestly, like, this is the first restaurant I've, my father's ran a restaurant before. So I've been able to see what it's like, um, on the outside, um, just to see what his experience was. And one of the things that I've always told myself, like, I will not fail. And I don't know if it's like just mentally, I just don't allow myself to think of failure. I'm always like, we need to, you know, just keep going, keep going, just keep focusing on what's next. Just be positive and everything will work out the way it needs to work out. But, when I first got into the restaurant industry with my dad, 
and he was right. And it's like something, maybe it's just a, a Hispanic thing, like your parents, well, maybe it's just my dad. Like he does not very want to be like, great job, mija, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so learning that and just um, trying to figure it out on my own as to what's going to work and what's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could do that, but I also didn't find much support from those around me that were in the industry. I, and I get it. Like maybe some people are like, Oh, who is this chick, you know, coming in and you know, what does she want to do? And, you know, because I'm not, I always have the mentality that there's so much to go around. So I don't, I don't, I don't ever want somebody to feel like I wouldn't be a resource to them whenever they ask me questions. And I would love, I mean, I wish that the rest of the world was like that too, but mm -hmm. it kind of started when I, we first opened our doors and it was like the first day even when we opened Tacotlan and even I had a cook and he had told my dad, he was like, well, I'll listen to what you need to tell me, but I'm not mm -hmm. going to listen to her. Mm -hmm. And it was like the very like machista, like you're very just, you know, who is this girl? I'm not going to listen to her. And so mm -hmm. already in the industry, that was tough to deal with because it was like, no, but I'm your boss too. Mm -hmm. Why would you not listen to me? And it just, it wasn't seen like that. And even hiring people, even things like that, where they're going to know they're, that they know that they're going to work for a woman. It's mm -hmm. a little hard to try to um, get those people. So automatically my tone, I had to start being a little harder, meaning when I first got into the industry, I was very sweet. I was like, oh, you know, we're all going to get along. It's going to be amazing. Like, whatever. <laughs> and now, like, I'm not kidding. I'm sure there's people out there that have interviewed with me. And I've had to learn to be very thick skinned in mm -hmm. the sense, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. You come in and if you're going to be a prep, I'm going to have you do like cut a cebolla in front of me. And I'm going to be like, and I could tell you in five seconds if you're going to be good or not. Mm -hmm. And if they're slow, I'm going to tell you, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm direct. You're not going to work out here. And mm -hmm. they're just like, dang, you know, like whatever. So I've had to change that tone. So I'm just blabbing at this point. But what the point of that is that there's not much support from those around me um, where I've felt that they'd be like, oh, man, like this girl's in the industry. Let me see, like, if she has any questions or whatever it is, because, again, if there's other people that are out there, I love to get on their calendar just to learn more. I've always wanted to learn from the best not that I'm going to copy them mm -hmm. but what are you doing that's working what can I do even better at my restaurant to be successful as well mm -hmm. then yeah. that's all I'm looking for <laughs> yeah no I feel like even like bringing in that community aspect which I feel like is something very much that you do well like you said like wanting to do like events and even specifically wanting to do the Club de Chingona event mm -hmm. with women which is funny because a lot of the times you know when I do events with vendors a lot of the times they are women they are Latina owned it's one of the fastest growing segments mm -hmm. is Latina owned businesses so kind of bringing that in and then even like as you kind of said it, it is that I feel like that machista energy and even maybe you felt that like kind of with your dad he's like you're gonna come but I want you to be silent you know yeah but I feel like maybe you know as you've kind of been more an integral part of this team it's like as a as a woman as yourself like let's let's give you some credit now in joining forces you know with your dad um what do you feel are some of the contributions that you really introduced you know besides like the quesadilla um that you felt really helped elevate the business 
So I will say that one of the things that's worked for me is to be uh, me being in corporate America for a long time. I mean, I was there. Um, I used to work at a company. I was there for about 14 years and then kind of moved around in a couple of different other places uh, for about a year at all the other places. But it really helped introduce the kind of atmosphere that I wanted for my team. So for example, I loved working at companies where we were rewarded either financially because we did really well. We had like that profit sharing. Mm-hmm. We had, um, we would have team events where we'd go out and um, the, the uh, hiring managers or the district managers, whatever they were, they'd like buy us um, food or lunches or like whatever it is, or experiences, a lot of experiences, mm-hmm. things that I had never seen before because um, obviously Maybe it's just me, but growing up, I grew up in that area where the restaurant is. And it wasn't the best area when I was growing up. And so I never got to see um, what it can be like, you know, the Mm -hmm. fancy stuff, the cool things, you know. And Mm -hmm. that was introduced to me at these companies. So I brought a lot of that, I feel like, to uh, Takotlan, where I would be like, okay, guys, like if we work really hard and we achieve this goal, I'll give you guys half day tomorrow. Things like that. Mm-hmm. where it was just like I would bring the energy and I think that um while they understand that nothing is personal like my team knows now even when we've gone to events like Lollapalooza or Sueños or any of that they know it's nothing personal when we're in it and we're in the game and they see people in front of us and there's a line that's forming we need to be ready to hustle and so mm-hmm. I bring that energy where I get them excited so we can keep going um but also they know that while we're doing all of that, they will be rewarded somehow. And that's, I've always, I feel like I've kept my word where if they're not happy, they need to be direct and tell me they're not happy in terms of, you know, what am I doing great and what can I work on? You know, mm-hmm. so then that way we're all working together. And so I feel like if there's anything I have brought to Takathon, it's more of the energy, the positivity and I hope that they would think that like me just taking care of them overall, because they know now I've never said something to them that has not happened. And I've Mm -hmm. had a lot of boomerangs and I hope I'm doing a good job. Boomerangs, meaning they've come back to work Mm -hmm. for us, you know, because they see they leave at some point, whatever it was, they weren't happy at the time and they've left and they're like, holy crap, it's not better over here. And they've come back. I've already had probably like three to four boomerangs come back. And some of the people that have left have even come back to Sueños and Lollapalooza just to help us out during those two days because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, I was about to say, and they're like intense. <laughs> it looks like- it's intense, but it's a good time. You know, it's like, I feel like we're a good group and, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I understand they're not always going to be with me. They're not going to be with me forever, but while we're in it there, let's, you know, let's just have a good time while we're working hard. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And have you seen, um, I was like, this is a perfect person to ask the show, the bear. So I think I, I watched like one or two episodes and I started getting anxiety and I think I was like, I'm I, done. I bet. I was like, I got anxiety I, and I don't even work in the no. restaurant industry. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it is so intense. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like this is TMI, but I do take anxiety medication because it, it becomes too much where I think that And I think it goes back to being a woman owner. I want to be, not that I want to be perfect because I know that I can't be perfect all the way around, but I would, I, but I want to be there as much as possible for those that are in my life. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to 
be part of my kid. He was just, I was exhausted yesterday and he was doing a science fair project. And it's like, man, like I'm trying to help him, but I have no energy left in me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to do, um, I have to get my certification again as a manager license. So I should have been there. Like I should be there tomorrow, but my sister gets sick. So I have to like switch it up and go next week. And it's like all these different things that are happening in my life that I was just like, I'm a hot mess sometimes, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I bet. I bet. And then um, for some of the people who aren't, you know, familiar with that, the show, The Bear, it's kind of like it's a Chicago spot. They sell a beef, um, Mm -hmm. the Chicago beefs and just kind of trying to show somewhat the realities of working in the kitchen. Obviously, some of it's, you know, a little intensified, um, but, you know, it kind of shows it's, you know, the chaos, the high intensity. But then you even have like those nice, like kind of almost like family type moments, which I see you guys even share like, you know, like a little boat party reward for our team and stuff um but it just it definitely I feel like a lot of cooks a lot of chefs your prep team it it does come with that you know kind it can be a very chaotic place not for everybody um Mm -hmm. it definitely takes a certain maybe like personality and like for you having you know worked what type of personality and or skill set do you feel is required to kind of manage a kitchen staff um I think to manage a kitchen staff, oh man, it's a loaded question. So basically, I would say that you have to have that thick skin and not, um, well, you need to make sure you're, you are, there's not many leaders, right? So it's like you need to make sure that you're direct with people, that you treat them fair, but you're not asking them to do things that you're not even willing to do. So one of the things I've always told, even my sister now who manages the front of the house, like there's been some times where I'm like, hey, so I've noticed that uh, you don't put yourself to close a lot of the days. Like, I know you're in charge of the schedule, but why are you not closing on certain days? And she's like, well, you know, I make the schedule. I was like, but come on, man. Like, I get it. You're my sister. You know, you're in charge of the front of the house. But at the same time, it's like at some point, that's going to come back to you and people are going to be like, why are you not doing it? You're going to ask me to close every weekend. Why don't you close? So it's like, you want to make sure that again, you're showing people that you're not afraid to do the things that you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Um, the other thing is like, I used to hate going to jobs. Not about you, but I used to hate going to work where somebody would just make you feel like you're not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You just know where you sat with that person do they like me? Do they not? Am I doing a good job? Am I not doing a good job? And you just felt uneasy every single time you were going to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I felt a couple of times working with some directors and managers. And and I just, I've always told people that have come work for me, you're always going to know where you stand when you come to work with me. If, if you're not doing something right, I'm going to tell you flat out, you're not doing it right. Obviously, I'm going to tell you the stuff that you're doing great. You know, but I want to make sure that, you know, because there are things that you can work on. If I've let it go too far, it's because I'm just not being as direct with you. And maybe if I don't tell you, it's because I don't care about you. (laughs) And that's just the way it is. It's more like, you know, I just need to make sure that they always know exactly where they're at so we can improve together. Um, And I just feel like the other thing is like not talking behind people's backs. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, just making sure that whatever you say in front or in back of somebody that you're able to tell somebody in front of their face. Cause I'm, I hate that. Like I hate when like mm-hmm. the 
therapists start getting all around and things like that. And they're like, oh, maybe they don't like me. Oh, this is what they said. And it's like, as much as you try to avoid it, obviously there's always going to be cheese man, but it's just better that you just tell people straight up the way it mm. is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like honesty about everything. Oh yeah. Yes. Our Capricorns are very direct and to the point. Yeah. <laughs> we like that. that. No, but it's true. I appreciate that transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel a lot of times, you know, corporations and especially coming from like corporate America or just businesses in general, it's like, just if you want someone to be better, you know, tell them and also like give them the, the skills to do it. Uh, correction. Some people are like, Oh, you know, it's like awkward or in general, you know, they, they just don't do it. How is someone's supposed to grow how is someone supposed to learn how is someone supposed to meet the standards that you want if you don't tell them and a lot of the times direct can be better you know there's ways you can kind of say it um but then also yeah I think like you said the cheesement too you know um that can create a toxic kind of workplace if you you know don't go at things head on yeah it is I guess also like just respect I just had a recently just actually this weekend, it's more about respect. And I had somebody, I was asking for an order numerous times and the person just wouldn't answer. And when they finally answered, it was very like, I'm working on it. And this is like my staff talking to me. Yeah. And I was just more so like, at the end of the day, like I knit, you know, how do you say nipped it in the bud? Yeah. So I was just kind of, let's all talk. And I was just like, I don't talk to you guys like that. Like, cause that's the biggest thing is respect in the area like I don't talk to you all like that don't talk to me like that I was like because Mm -hmm. you know I'm not your friend I'm not your girlfriend I was just like this is a job you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's not like I'm not paying you guys for it's like this is a job that I'm paying you guys for just want it done a certain way if I'm repeating myself just answer me instead Mm -hmm. of me like hey where's the order for this person this person and they're like and they are working on it tell me you're working on it you know Mm -hmm. it's just very simple but respect absolutely goes a long way oh definitely I agree and I love that as uh, you know someone managing people which Mm -hmm. is hard to do managing there's managing a business and then there's managing people um Mm -hmm. so to kind of have that mindset I think is definitely very important um and you know as you guys are saying you're in growth mode your business is growing which is amazing um but with growth definitely comes some challenges um if you can share like what are some of the challenges you have faced um as part of what we call growing pains and you know how are you overcoming them how have you overcome them so right now um what i'm working on what i mean by growth mode we've basically outgrown our location and what i'm doing right now my father does own the business or the building outright already Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Um, but we're trying to figure out how do we keep going? Because we do have a lot of space there that we could expand to bring in more people. Because even just a Saturday and Sunday, we, we couldn't really even sit like the many people that wanted to sit inside. I mean, there was a wait list. I mean, good problems to have. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, how do we continue to manage everything that's happening? And while one, keeping the same quality, making sure that the service is there because we don't want to, you know, slack on the service either. And um, I want to say that as we're in growth mode, the biggest challenge I've had is making sure that my team is along for the ride. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, I had like a breakdown. <laughs> I think I tell people of all my breakdowns like once a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
I had just gotten back from somewhere, I think visiting family or something like that. And they know that my expectations for the service is very high. Like, I want to make sure that, yes, we're a little hole in the wall. Yes, we're not, you know, anything fancy. But when I serve people at my house, I want them to make sure that they have a great experience. Mm -hmm. Same way, like the restaurant, when you come inside and dine in, I want you to feel like you're being attended to your, you know, that you feel comfortable at the restaurant. And so they understand that level of um, service that I'm trying to give. And um, it comes back with the food too. Have you tried the food that you're serving? When you're serving all this mm -hmm. stuff, well, just serve it, try it, and then make sure that you're giving the best quality. So overall, when I got back from that, um, wherever I was at, um, I had a team meeting and I had brought other people on. I talked to you about boomerangs, people that have come back from before. And one of them, I had her come back because while sometimes I do need to work with her on her delivery, because again, not everybody talks to each other the same way. Mm -hmm. She's very good in terms of being organized, making sure that we have everything labeled, making sure, you know, things that need to be done. So if let's say the health inspector comes in, everything is done mm -hmm. the way. And before she started though, I warned everybody you guys may not like her delivery. You may not like, you know, sometimes how she is. She'll call you out on stuff, but it's only because we want to get better. We're all with her and my sister. We're going to be working on policies and procedures, things that we need to work on to, let's just say if Dakotlan next level, another location happens, we have those policies, policies in place that we can just continue to replicate. So those kinds of things that we're going with and the biggest challenge is some people just aren't on board with that. Some people mm -hmm. are, and some people aren't. And the people that aren't, I wish they would be because some of those are even people that have been there for two years with us, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember that person, I want to say we had a team meeting. We talked about that. People were like just letting it all out, everything they're holding in. And, and once uh, one person decided, he was just like, you know what? I'm done. Right. And it was just like, what? And this is like my mm -hmm. right hand guy. Right. That's mm -hmm. telling and I think it was more just frustration on his part. He's back with us. Don't worry. Like he, like he had a little meltdown too. He's back with us. But it's those things that you're facing. It's that some people will understand what you're looking to achieve. And some people just don't get it. They don't care, honestly, because at the end of the day, it's your business. It's not their mm -hmm. business. So it's just making sure that you understand that, hey, guys, while it's going to be difficult, while you see all these changes going on, I promise you, we're still going to get it through it together. It's going to happen. We're going to achieve something great. When we get to that level, I will take care of you guys. I promise that we're going to get like, we're going to achieve something like that. It's going to be unbelievable, but just bear with me while we're trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest challenge is who's going to stay on board with you and who's not. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I've been dealing with right now. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like in order to grow and scale and even like open up a second, third, fourth location, if those systems and those structures aren't in place, that's not going to happen, you know, or it, who knows if that second location will survive if, you know, you don't have that system in place. Yeah. And then my father's are like, I, you just get so nervous. I'm like, yeah, because I'm the one that's like, it's like, not, I don't ever not value what my dad does. My dad does a lot. Like he goes, 
to get all the merchandise for the restaurant, right? He'll go like to all the tiendas to get the best prices. Like not we, there's not just restaurant people. He goes to like all these different places to get the best prices for us. He goes out and like literally um, anything is happening with the building. He helps us out, like all those things, right? But at the end of the day, you see like how hard social media is to try to get people to buy your products. You know, you mm-hmm. do it yourself. And I've told you, even when you come to the restaurant, I'm like, girl, I know you probably had your share of meltdowns too, because <laughs> it's hard. It's hard getting people excited all the time about your product. That's a job in itself. Just one per, just you doing that one thing. That's a job in itself mm-hmm. to then have to do payroll, to make sure you're managing the people, to make sure you're working with the architect, to make sure that everything's great there, to have to like, find general contractors that you have no idea what you're doing at this point. And he like, so on and so on and so on. And it's kind of like all these different hats. And it's just like, dang, you try it, dad, for a day. <laughs> mucho like, stress, mucho stress. <laughs> yeah. How about I just go and get all the merchandise and you deal with all this other stuff, uh-huh. you know? So it's like, again, I don't ever not value what he does, but it's just, it's way harder. And then again, it goes back to, trying to manage your family you know it's like Mm -hmm. trying to be there for your family your friends your everyone around you without like something's bound to be not 100 percent. okay yes and speaking of wearing all the hats that's going to be my next question talking about marketing a physical space and generating that traffic so i guess one of my questions is, is like one how has that changed so obviously like how did the business start marketing and maintaining that marketing to generate the traffic and awareness for the brand and how has that evolved and or how have you know some of those aspects remained like tried and true so when i first started um i want to say i had a facebook page that's the first thing i put out there so i think um what i would do is i would just start talking about Hey guys, like Taco Plan's gonna get ready to launch or whatever it is. And I would talk about them coming along for the ride, meaning, what do you think about the name we should choose? So it was like multiple different names. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk to them about, oh, the restaurant's not open, but we're about to get our certification. Like, so I was telling a story every single time. And that was on Instagram too. I kind of did them at the same time. We um also put out a not a competition but it was more like what what do you guys think about the logos vote on your favorite Mm -hmm. so I put like four or five logos so I brought all these people that I mean a lot of people it's like probably like 10 people that were along for the ride but in the beginning I just kind of told them what the process was going to be of us with the logos and the name and what we chose and things like that so people were already excited even the inside I would say like look at where we're at right now it's literally just dust and wood or whatever it is and then Mm -hmm. I kept showing what the progress was every single time so if you go back to like when we first started on Instagram you can actually see Mm -hmm. a couple of the things that we started off with and then it was weird because I think year one or two I think I had like 700 followers on Facebook and very low on Instagram and my father was like man you're and this is weird for my father to say he's like Todavía no más tiene siete, like, uh, 700, you know, seguidores. And I was like, what do you know about social media? And like, how many I should have? Like, again, it goes back to his positivity, right? Yeah. And I was just, so he lit like fire under my butt. And I was just like, all right, let me try to keep pushing stuff out there. So my biggest thing for one social media and how I handle it is I'm posting and you see, I'm posting like every 
two hours every day, like at least every single day, because from what I've learned is that some people, what let's say post it this morning, maybe some people see it and then, and some people don't. And the people that don't will see the one I post in the afternoon. So it's like, I'm always in your face. And it's like, people are like, aren't you sick of posting? I'm like, not really, because it's like, honestly, I want you to buy and I want to get you hungry. I want to show you that we're here. And no matter what, I'm proud of my food. And that's the biggest thing is that I don't sell anything I'm not proud of. I've come mm-hmm. from sales. I don't, if I don't believe in the product, I cannot sell it. Mm-hmm. And so I stand behind my food. It's for some people. It's for some, like some people just don't like it, mm-hmm. but I stand behind my product and I post every single day. And so that's, what's kind of like evolved in sense that first it started off with me showing how we're growing. And now it's more so look at this delicious food, but you know, it's also keeping up with the trends. Mm-hmm. It's keeping up with what are people on TikTok doing? What are the funny stuff that they're doing? How can we replicate that? How can we do this? The music, if I don't post music behind a freaking post, it's like, was that really appealing to people? It, the, if I post something super long, people are bored. So it has to be now a snippet. It's just like all these different things that you constantly have to think about that has evolved. And now, so I think this is the first time um, I'm ever, I don't pay for reviews either. Like I don't pay for people to come mm-hmm. and review our place. I'm very big on that because if it's authentic, you should want to like if, if again if I believe in the product more so why would I pay you to come and do mm-hmm. a review? So that's the biggest thing. And a lot of content creators or influencers they don't like that. And I'm just like I'm sorry. Like if you want to come try the food, awesome. If mm-hmm. you want a free order of quesadillas, I will even give you a free order of quesadillas. But I will not pay you because then I feel it's not authentic and it's like I don't know. But maybe that'll change later. Maybe in the future I might want to pay somebody to do it but for now I'm not doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> so but I mean I, I feel like I have seen so many like uh foodie like people sharing and going more to like Tacotlan too so the only reason those people I want to say that it were three in the last couple weeks is because we got a sponsorship from the bears so basically mm. how that works is I applied um they said that they were going to be choosing four restaurants this year to help them with their marketing. It was going to be free. It was going to be like, just apply. I applied and I was one of the four chosen. Mm -hmm. So that was a blessing in disguise because like overall they came in, these girls are, we're going to take video. Don't worry about it. Let us do everything. And they posted it, but I didn't pay for it. (laughs) Nice. No, but that's great. It's almost like a, it's own, like kind of like a grant almost, Mm -hmm. you know? Correct. So it's like, I'm going to be in everything girl. And some people are going to love that I'm in everything. Some people are not, but sorry, I have to make my business work. (laughs) No, and that's good. And then I, I forgot I was talking with another business owner friend and they're just kind of like I get in my head sometimes because I feel like people might get sick of me posting or sick of me sharing. And like I've been there, too. But at the same time, I've also learned it's like one, the if you're doing it on social media, the algorithm doesn't show it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Chances are, you know, they haven't seen it and or it takes people like six to seven times to see something. We're like, oh, you know what? I think I should probably do it. Uh, plus, you know, like you think of all these other like large corporations who are constantly email marketing. Target doesn't care, you know, like all the big businesses, they're going to keep doing it because one, it takes a while. And two, you know, it's a great product. So you should want to hear about it. 
Yeah, and you never know the one. And again, going back to like you've done it on TikTok yourself. You know that you just never know which one's gonna go viral and which one isn't. Mm-hmm. You spend your time on this one uh creation you've made or whatever it is, and it's like and it doesn't do well. And yeah. you literally put garbage out there, whatever it is, because you're like, whatever. And it's like that's the one everybody loves. And it's mm-hmm. just like you just never know. So it's like, why am I not gonna post? Like, I think I just did one recently on tiktok and all i did was put the plancha and it got like over two million views that yeah, was all it was the plancha that was it and i put some music behind it and the ones that i'm all like creating and adjusting and putting in there like mm-hmm. nothing yeah yeah and right you, you just never know so keep posting figure out what your audience enjoys and just keep posting about your product about your business mm-hmm. because there's still hundreds of thousands of people who have not heard about it and maybe aren't even from chicago and are gonna visit and they're gonna visit exactly <laughs> yep that's the way to go about it yep love it love it okay so um question for you mm-hmm. from you know coming from corporate america now really running your business what is your favorite part about being in the restaurant industry the people for me it's the people it's always been the people and i think it's because i love reactions i love when they walk out and they're just like oh now i need a nap like they're just so happy that's my favorite part um just even this weekend, it was like probably the two most highest selling days we've ever had at the restaurant. It was Saturday and Sunday. And the amount of people, the wait list that we had, and just people were coming in from Indiana, from like Dundee, they said some of the really far areas. And their reactions is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. That's like, honestly, and just having conversations, because I think like, in order to be a server or just pe- in the restaurant industry, you'd have to be um, warm and friendly. And so like when they come in, you know, just making them feel like they're part of your family and you just want to serve them great food. That's the biggest thing. So by far, the people and the reactions is my favorite thing from working there. Love yeah. it. Love it. And mm-hmm. then final question before I get into mm-hmm. our lightning round questions yeah. um, <laughs> if, you, if you can share as a Capricorn queen I know you have plenty of these but what goals would you say you have for Takutlan? oh my gosh my goal I think for Takutlan is to be a name brand that is international maybe even Ooh. Like more so where you just drop the name and people would be like, oh, I know where that is. So I know mm-hmm. that location or, you know, that would be like a goal just where everybody knows about it. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, with your reach and everything you guys are doing, I feel like that goal is not too far <laughs> out of reach. <laughs> we'll see. Knock on wood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. And so before we end um, this podcast, just some quick uh, lightning round questions. First thing that comes to mind, feel free to expand. Everybody does. Oh, um, so the first <laughs> question is, what is your favorite me time activity? If and when you can find the time. <laughs> me time activity would probably be me sitting on a couch with covers on watching some Netflix. That's cozy. it. Cozy. 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 Everything shut off. And probably just um in some 
reality TV stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, what's your favorite reality TV? Oh, The Housewives. Yes, sure. I love it. I love uh, Housewives. What's your favorite? <laughs> uh, my favorite's probably Jersey. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love Jersey, Atlanta, Potomac, oh Beverly yeah. Hills, Scandal. I love it. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, that's a good one. Um, The best one is to be agile, mm-hmm. meaning if everything like things will never be the same, everything always changes and it could change at a drop of a hat. I need to be able to roll with those changes and adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, given the pandemic, I think you guys definitely did that. And felt it <laughs> and lived yeah, it but came out stronger anything is definitely that one mm-hmm. you have to keep going love it um what is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours reach out to those around you um use me as a resource i'm open um but definitely reach out meaning like just dm people even if some people don't answer reach out to as many people and see like how they got started, but definitely know um, how you should start right from the beginning. Have um, all the paperwork done, lawyers, accountant, everything, even though you think it's going to take longer, have that all set up first before you start into the business. Because I'm actually, without having all that uh, help in the beginning, I'm going back and doing a lot of things I should have been doing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Good. I like that. I like that. Um, what is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? This can be book, podcast, app, etc. Honestly, the one that I've had recently is um apply for a bunch of grants because there are grants out there that will give you uh the resources to help you grow. Meaning, for example, I just I had won a grant and along with that grant came business development. And that's so important for you to have. They will show you um, everything you need to know, like I said, from the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. also um, things that you might need in the future. So if there's anything or just look up business development um, courses or whatever it is and get involved in that stuff. And again, use the ones around you, like the um, Kuba Chingonas, all of us use Mm -hmm. the people around you as resources. Because what one person may know, the other person, you know. Uh, might need help with it, you know, as well. So just keep using those around you as resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. Okay. And last question, where can listeners connect with you on a line? So drop all the handles, addresses, where can we find you? So you can find us on Tacoplan Tacos on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook. And is that it? I don't know. I'm on Be Real, too. I just signed up for that one. Oh, what's that one? So somebody just told me that one. So it's you um, it'll send you an alert uh-huh. and you basically um, just post where you're at and what you're doing at that very moment. Oh, wow. And it could be and honestly, I was sick one day and I was just like, ah, and I would just post to myself like, looking like crap. But it's just like every single time you're just posting whatever you're doing at that exact moment. But you need to be real. You can't. It's nothing about making yourself look glamorous or whatever yeah. it is your be real and show what you're doing in that moment oh my gosh so- that's crazy all the hot mess moments i'd be like oh no i gotta put on a bra no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and sometimes you're doing cool stuff like, i think we're shooting content for uh, one of the bears things or whatever so i was like oh look at all the food that we have so i just posted that but nice. yeah so it's be real 
Okay, awesome. We'll have to check that one out. But don't forget, follow Tacos and Tacos. They're everywhere. <laughs> you guys can yes. find them. <laughs> and so I will post um, that in the show notes as well as the address of where everybody can mm -hmm. go and find Tacos and Tacos to enjoy some yummy tacos and yummy quesadilla. Believe me, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> hey, thank you, girl, for having me. I enjoyed myself. Yes, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us on the Work Miha podcast. And for everyone listening, make sure to tune in. Until next time, bye. Bye, girlfriend. Visit workmiha.com. That's W-E-R-K-Miha.com to pick up your new favorite Chingona Fuel Cafecito mug or our Bet on Yourself Miha and No Pares Miha apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Me Hot podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.